You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. We're alongside my wife, Pam. Hey. Each and every week, we come to you live from our living room. <laughs> studio. We yes. like to call it the we studio. We call it the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation broadcast studio. Right. <laughs> but what we want to do is uh, speak to what's going on with you uh, and whatever needs that you may have with questions that you've got or topics. Uh, we'll go where you want us to go because the SMR Nation has helped create this listener-driven podcast thing that mm-hmm. we've had going for well over 8 million downloads now. Almost nine years. Eight and a half, nine years. Coming up right on nine years yeah, almost. Yeah, in You're October. Right. In October. Wow. Amazing how fast time flies. Yeah. We're going to celebrate that one. Nine yeah, year, we will. Nine-year birthday. But the way you can let us know what's going on or questions that you have, call us, 214-702-9565. And as always, ever since the beginning, feedback at SexyMarriageRadio.com. I love it that one of the very first getaways that we did many years ago, that was the catchphrase that everybody kept finishing the statement. And when I would say something and would go feedback and everybody else at SexyMarriageRadio.com. Because <laughs> apparently we say that a lot. Yeah, apparently. Well, we do because we want to hear from you. And if you like what we've got going on, please jump on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio, rate and review, leave a comment, help us spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex, because that is something we fundamentally believe. And yet today where we're heading, we're talking about how a lot of the messages and different things that we get don't always line up. No. And what do we do with that? Right. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, there's a couple of your emails that have come in just recently based mm-hmm. on some of the different shows we've had just in the late latest, the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. We're going to answer them because they bring up some really good points that are worth pivoting a little bit and explaining, but also going a little bit deeper. Right. And then coming up on the extended version, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. We're going to tackle once and for all. Okay, maybe that's a bit too. Like it's going to be absolutely final, (laughs) right? Okay. Maybe I'm overreaching with that. Maybe. But we're going to try to dive into the whole concept of how so many people have so much guilt and shame when it comes to sex and sexuality. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about where does that come from, but more importantly, what do you do about it? Yeah. All that's coming up on today's show. So Pam, this is something, um, we've had this come up a couple different times, but we just had a new email come in that fits the same uh, experience, I guess you could say, we've had with, with some of the different varieties of guests that we have okay. uh, throughout the archives of SMR. And so this is just an email that says, thanks for your radio program. I've learned a lot from your candid, monogamous, faith-forward perspective. I listened before recently getting married, and it helped me learn to have candid conversations with my husband, which is fantastic, because yeah. that's what one of our main goals here at SMR Nation is to frame conversations for couples. Yeah, and exciting when it can happen 
start happening even before they're married, but totally early on yeah, in marriage. And, and she confirms that by saying, I'm thankful that my husband and I talk openly about how we can enjoy each other without awkwardness, thanks to your suggestions. Well, one of our recent episodes had another therapist on, and she subscribed to her emails because of it. Well, in an email that just came out from this guest that we had, mm-hmm. um, she sent a YouTube link that addressed couples viewing porn and if it's okay. And she was shocked to hear that this other therapist said she didn't find a problem with it. That is the marriage bed defiled in our emailers' viewpoints. These are her words. Maybe you weren't aware. In other instances, there's times where we've had a speaker come from a perspective of gender open, what's contrary to biblical roles, or some other lines or belief structures that are not in line with what you and I have talked about as far as our structure. Right. Okay? Right. So these examples, in my opinion, hurt your show. They give a confusing perspective when honoring the marriage bed and a Christian point of view. So I want to express my thought because I love your show. It's taught me many things. Because I have a mature faith, I can take these nuggets of truth and then leave out the rest. Others may not have this discernment, and I would not want any viewers to stumble into sin thinking that you condone all that your other guest speakers preach and that, th- that this thought is not always expressed in your program. But I trust that you and Pam will do what you feel led. I love your program and what you do for the community of listeners, so thanks for letting me share my thoughts. Right. And I love the fact that people in the SMR Nation will send us emails and call us at our voicemail line with, hey, this is a pushback. Yeah. On, yeah. on some of what you guys have just done or said. Yeah. So uh, I, number one, thank you for listening. Number two, thank you for giving us your feedback mm-hmm. uh, because that's always useful. And thank you for that feedback, not just being yes, ma'am, yes, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we don't want yes, men. No, because when you can come back at us with stuff that it really does hit you wrong, that's what makes us all better. So then how would you follow up with this one, Corey? Okay, so this is this is in line with, um, I'm, and I've, I left out some of the different qualifying factors that she put in the email where she did point out the guests, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to call out a guest on the air, right? because we have a lot of different guests that I've, we vet them all, mm-hmm. so I'm more familiar with where they stand, what their life value st- you know, style is, mm-hmm. but I also have to distinguish between what's their profession. Mm-hmm. And what's their professional work? Mm-hmm. Because I think those two, while they usually have quite a bit of overlap, it's not completely seamless. Mm-hmm. Because this is the same kind of thing in my world as a marriage and family therapist. If somebody gets divorced, does that mean they no longer can be a good marriage and family therapist? If they personally are divorced? Mm-hmm. No. They still are professional. So one of the things we come across is we want to have guests on our show that are bringing really good quality information based on data, based on research, based on their theoretical framework on how they work with people. Right. If it doesn't align all the way with the way they live compared to what our value is, I'm okay with that. Okay. Right. And we've Mm -hmm. talked about this because Mm -hmm. she even makes this point in her own words of, I feel like I'm discerning. I'm speaking for her here. Yep. I'm discerning enough to, Take what matters and spit out the rest. That's what we do all along. And we've, ever since Sexy Marriage Radio has hit the airwaves, we've tried to have adult conversations about adult subjects with a group of adults. Yeah. 
And that means we can, don't always have to have groupthink. That's right. Well, I think about this it, when I correlate um, so many different topics that we are, uh, I, certainly we're not parents to the people that are listening, but I correlate this to parenting with my, with my kids. And I realize that they're going to get input from all sorts of varieties yep. of cultures, moral backgrounds, you name it. And, mm -hmm. and that's just in the public school system, right? Yep. Uh, you know, from the teachers they have. And there are many things to be learned from many varieties of people that are out there. Mm -hmm. And so we're just trying to frame that to say, we've all, we've all got to develop discernment mm -hmm. within our own lives we got to see what are what is my belief system and take out the nuggets that are good so the goal is that um, listeners are doing exactly what she's doing exactly right because you're, you're talking about the aspect of the way we define our belief structure the best is we come up against things that don't agree with us yeah that helps me get rooted in my own beliefs provided I will do some additional work to solidify why do I believe what I believe true that because we can get into an element of I'm just pushing back but I'm not taking the the moment to actually hear the other side to then confirm no no this is what I really believe it's you know this is that that fine line of do I just shut down to defend my belief mm-hmm or do I open up and hear it to then deepen my belief? Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between those yeah, two. Yeah, there is. That's what we'll be going in the extended content uh, to mm -hmm. a greater detail as well. But this is also one of those things that it, it it's happened over the years of Sexy Marriage Radio, but it also happens within marriage, mm -hmm. within families, within coworkers. But, I mean, think of how many times do we in our 27 years now plus— how many th times have we not seen eye to eye on even some big things? Mm -hmm. Because this isn't just the little things, right? right. Those are no, kind it, of it inconsequential. Happens. Yeah. But when you have some of the bigger, you know what? I don't think I agree completely. And it can even be all close, close to a moral stance that we're struggling with. Yeah. But we won't always see eye to eye. And so to me, a big component of that, because it does happen, and it's important, I think, that it happens in marriage because you're not caught de caught in this group lockstep. I can't vary because that means I don't love. Mm -hmm. I, you know, So to me, I, I put a lot of this up under the umbrella of if I claim to want intimacy in my life, especially with the people that I care about and they're important to me, i.e. a spouse, i.e. children, then a marker of that intimacy is my ability to handle differences. Right. Because differences are exposed along with the process of being intimate. Right. Because you start to realize, I didn't know that about you. Right, <laughs> or, right. I didn't realize that. And all of that stuff can be incredibly threatening. Or you can kind of see it as, this is just part of the intimate process. Mm-hmm. Because it's just as likely to produce uncomfortable feelings as it is comfortable ones. Mm -hmm. And so as we grow closer with people, which I love with the SMR Nation and how 
with a lot of people, especially those that are in the academy, we've grown close to. Mm-hmm. And there's elements within here, some of the conversations that go on on a coaching call or in the Slack uh, discussion boards. Not everybody's in agreement, but I love it because it's respectful and it's a challenging molding process of helping people solidify who are they. Right. Same thing happens in marriage. Right. How do I see my spouse as a conduit for my own growth because I want to be intimate with them? Right. Well, it's interesting you bring up the coaching call because we had had shared, this was, I don't know, three or four months back, we had shared um, an instance on a coaching call uh, of a similar email to this. It was someone that... um, was concerned about a guest that we had had yeah. on the show and some of their own be- beliefs. And, and we had shared the struggle we had back and forth of, do we air this or not? Right. And multiple one, one in particular, but multiple people on that coaching call, the response was, well, wow, that'd really be a shame if I hadn't gotten to hear that episode. Cause I really took some good things away from that yep. person. Um, and it w- would have been a shame cause I'm old enough Yep. And I'm mature enough to discern what and, to take out of that. And the struggle with the topic that we cover here at SMR is when you look at the landscape of people trying to do sex positive, marriage positive messages, and then add the qualifier of um, a Christian viewpoint and standpoint and spiritual basis, you limit that pool. Mm-hmm. A lot, because there are some really good researchers out there that are finding good information in our world among humans and where we live that's worth knowing. And then you add that your own values to it, because I think of it still, data in and of itself is neutral. You apply value to it. Right, right. So that's the point of recognizing as we grow, how do I disseminate what's coming to me and discard the stuff that I don't agree with or doesn't apply and solidify the rest of it to really move me into who I want to be and what I feel called to be. Right. Let's face it, Pam, we live in some trying times. True. But even without what's going on in our world, uh, life has its definite pitfalls, shortcomings, struggles, failures. Sometimes it's just nice to know that I can have someone that will help me get through the dilemmas and the crises that I face. Uh, And it's also really nice to know sometimes when that person is a professional. Right. One of our sponsors for today's show is BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, where they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Interesting. Okay, so we're uh, advertising for other counselors, even though that's what you are. Help help me understand. I know what, with what I do for a living as a therapist, mm-hmm. um, my specialty and my view and take on life isn't going to click with everybody. Mm-hmm. And so BetterHelp exists to help match up the broad range of extra expertise available to all the different su- subjects or specialties that a person might need that will help them the most effectively. Right, because there's a lot of specialties out there, right? Absolutely. And so at betterhelp.com, they will help you start live a better and happier life today because they are 100% online. They match you up with the specialist or the, the counselor that will help you the most. Mm-hmm. And then one of the nice things about it is because it's an all-in-one location online, 
if it's not clicking with that therapist that they've that they got you lined up with, they can match you with another one for free. Oh, sweet. And a lot of times what I have found with the clients that I work with and with the people that will see, send me emails and ask me questions, they're not taking it serious enough to say, hey, you know what? We're not really clicking. I'd like it with somebody else. And this is a great way that helps make great therapeutic matches that can create lasting change for the clients. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. If you visit BetterHelp.com, and that's H-E-L-P, forward slash S-M-R, this is a special offer for Sexy Marriage Radio listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash S-M-R today. So here's another email that just came in from the episode we did two weeks ago entitled Swallowing. Okay, good. This will be fun. It just says, I just listened to your latest podcast yesterday, and I agree with everything that you and your wife said regarding the voicemail that you were using as your starting point. However, and you knew that a how. Yeah, you got how big is your butt, right? (laughs) I really felt like you did not get to the core point of why she's not interested in oral sex. A little bit of our background. We were both raised in a conservative evangelical home and started dating at 16 and 15, respectively. She knew and had decided in her mind that she was not giving up her virginity before she was married, but she also was afraid of losing me by not giving me anything. So in her mind, as in a lot of Christian girls like her, oral sex was not really sex. When she confessed to me many years after we were married, was was that she hated oral sex because she couldn't stand the taste, hated the texture, and she always ended up with a sore throat. For some reasons, shortly after we were married, there was no more oral sex from her. I now... Diet. I know diet's supposed to affect the taste portion of this dilemma, but who wants to live on pineapple for the rest of their lives just to get oral sex? <laughs> right. Although there's probably some people in the SMR nation that all eat pineapple all the time. <laughs> if that got me that. From your source in the voicemail, it was uh, there were obvious emotional and psychological issues being to put into play, as there was early on in our marriage, and you more than adequately dealt with those as best you could, given the background you had. I just didn't feel like you dealt with the physiological issues that are involved in the sexual activity. I have had to come to the realization that this is an allowable marriage bed activity that is not likely going to happen in our marriage bed. I used to think that it was a deal breaker, but I've just gotten over it. I just thought you might like some more input. And once again, I love that people come back with, hey, hold on a sec. What about this? Right, because no one situation is a one-size-fits-all. Exactly. And so if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, two weeks ago mm-hmm. was an episode uh, where we had a voicemail. She was struggling because husband wanted her to swallow. She just couldn't bring herself to Not it. interested. And they both yep. were taking the stance of, if you love me, you would be willing to do this for me. And she's taking the stance of, if you loved me and cared for me, you wouldn't be pressuring me to do this. Right. So there's a lot at play in this. And one of the things he's touching on that I'm interested, that I want to touch on first before we get to the physiological issues, okay? because I think they go a little hand in hand, is there is a component of what's the messages I've had and what I did when I was dating and how that gets changed once we get married. Mm -hmm. Because there's two major factors at play when when you're dating... And then they go away when you're married. It's novelty and unknown. Right. (laughs) Right? So 
And there's three. There's a chemical thing going on right. in your brain. That goes away after what? Six months Six to months. two years yep. is when that uh, chemical goes away from what's being produced in your brain that gives you that longing, mm-hmm. obsessive, mm-hmm. I'll do anything kind of feeling. And this is where it's interesting because a lot of people do come up against this whole, um, you know, it's a it's a belief structure of there are certain lines I'm not going to cross. Most of them, it, as he's referring to, come from a religious connotation yeah. of I'm going to be a technical virgin, which means penis has not entered into a vagina. Right. But we'll do everything else. And oral sex often seems to be thrown into the everything else. Yeah. And that's pretty common. And it right? does become one of these issues of... I'll do it beforehand because I don't want to lose you. But then it becomes such a big, right? It's, it's changed. The connotation has changed right. because I've got you. Or this other path is acceptable now, right? Penovaginal is acceptable. Right. So I, I didn't really like this before. I just did it because I thought you wanted it slash needed it right. before. And so now... I felt like if it wasn't happening, then I you might leave. Uh, right, which is a whole different mindset right there. That's a whole different issue um, right. Right. <laughs> to bring into the mix, right. right? Okay, so to the physiological side of those, though, because we're going to talk more about what we're just setting up right now in the extended content, okay. because okay. we do get into a lot of the whole, whole concept of what are the messages that we've been given and we've just bought. Mm-hmm. And, and now they just wreak all kinds of havoc in our marriage, in our sex life, mm-hmm. and in a whole lot of areas, actually. But, but So we'll talk more about that in the extended content. But So what's interesting to me is this email, and then even last time's voicemail, alluded to, a, it seems like there's an element of oral sex only as oral sex if it's done through to completion. Okay. Right? I mean, okay. that's that's the way it was kind of... The, the the wrestle of the first one was, I don't want to swallow. I don't want him ejaculating into my mouth. And then I either have to spit it out or swallow it. Yeah. He's talking about with his wife in the beginning, it was... You know, it caused sore throat. And it, co- you know, it caused issues. But it's an element of, okay, above everything, in my mind, oral sex is an incredibly sophisticated communication beforehand, during, and then maybe even after. Mm -hmm. Because there needs to be (laughs) elements. Because there has to be conversations about, okay, does this give me a, give me a signal. Let me know. Because if you're doing oral sex on a man, to completion, there is an ejaculation. There is something that's going to be a part of the process that wasn't up until the end. Right. For women, yes, there can be the same concept of there are women that do have some ejaculation. There is the whole element of squirting, which we've got in the archives mm-hmm. of, of SMR. And there is additional lubrication as the whole process unfolds, which can add different mess, taste, experience sure. across the board. And some sure. men can love that. Some men can hate that. And the same goes true for women. Sure. That some women have got no problem with it. Love it. Maybe some are like, no way. So there is just this element of, okay, how do you have a conversation about, 
I'm willing to do this to this point, and then I want to transition to something else. Or I'm willing to do this to completion, but I don't want you ejaculating in my mouth or even anywhere near my face. So give me enough of a heads up. Because typically, as a human being, we should be well enough aware of our own body and processes to be able to say, hey, heads up, <laughs> on the way, you know, or something. And I don't, in my mind, that just seems so common sense. Um, I, I guess... I, I want that intimate time together to be enjoyable for you as well. Right. And and so for you to feel uncomfortable on the other side um, and me still be pushing it, uh, how, you know, how does that even work when you truly want an intimate relationship with your spouse, right? How do you... You feel like you're forcing that on him. Well, I don't know. maybe I'm bringing it up from two weeks ago. Again. Yeah, I think that's I'm a little bit of element today's. from two weeks ago. But there is an element. I mean, she, he's saying here that their experience was it caused sore throats and it caught, you know, so that's sure. to me, fill in the blanks. It went all the way through conclusion and she what grow, grew detestable to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's a lot of people, and I've had people in my office that it's been across the board of some are. Yeah, I got no problem with it from the wife talking about mm-hmm. it. And maybe the husband even has a problem with it. They're like, I don't know. I don't want that yeah. happening. Yeah. That's not comfortable for me. It's not, you know, there's a lot of meanings associated with this thing. And that's where we have to get it down to. Because the physiological issues are, to me, they're overcome by communication. Yeah, that seems pretty... I guess to me that seems pretty straightforward. It's the psychological issues that are harder to address, Fair. are they not? Yeah, it is. And and he's even talked about it at the end of his, at the conclusion of this email was I've realized this is an acceptable thing, but I've also grown to accept the fact that it's not going to happen in my marriage. Hmm. Because of whatever it was that embedded a message and an experience in his wife's mind and and her whole experience with it, even even physically, if she ended up with sore throats the next day, then okay, there's components of that. I don't know medically speaking what that would be, right? Because in general, semen is pretty neutral, yeah, as far as a property on harmfulness or not. You yeah. know, there's even some science you can find that says it's beneficial to a body, interesting, but. Again, that goes way off the rails, depending on how far you want to go with whatever research. Yeah, we're Someone's not, we're not medical it. here. So. But, but it's just seeing this as, okay, if, if you have this or you're wanting this as part of your relationship, how do you both have the standards and the markers of, let's use this as a part at the foray to it of, of our sexual encounter, but don't go past this line. And just so you kind of build trust with each other, you Mm -hmm. build safety Mm -hmm. with each other, because there is an element of husbands, if you want your wife to perform oral sex on you and you had an agreed upon, I will not ejaculate in your mouth and you do, that's a huge hit. (laughs) If all you have to do is just make a signal of, honey, we need to transition to a different position. Right. Right. Or just uh, you, you figure out your language in this regard. Well, that's like anything that you say. Totally. I'm going to do this and you do the opposite. Trust it. Yeah, Boom. it's a I huge hit. I don't care if it's the 
And what you're ultimately asking your spouse to do is open up to you. Mm-hmm. And in this case, literally. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so it's just looking at this deeper of, yes, there are some things you can do with taste because he made the comment of who wants to survive on pineapple all yeah, the time, yeah. which I love pineapple. <laughs> But again, you also love coffee. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Those <laughs> probably counteract each other. But it's just looking at it through okay, how do we each at least lay out this is what I'm interested in? This is what I want. This goes back to the first voice e- email that came in of this is the differences between us. Yeah. Then can I exist within the differences between us? Our emailer says yes. Mm-hmm. He can. Mm-hmm. Great. But does that mean you never bring up the subject again? That's going to be his call or not. Right. I'm of the belief it's already a known thing. What's the cleaner way to make it known and handle where she is in her comfort level? Right. And then you move forward because I think over time we all change and evolve. And lo and behold, I'm sitting next to with a co-host right now that now loves coffee. (laughs) When before, you didn't really like coffee at all. Uh, yeah, what, I'm 47? I and, just started liking it at 46. And one of our favorite things right now is coffee in the morning together. That's right. Well, I can't help but be fascinated, Pam, that, um, and it's not at all surprising, but how oftentimes we will uh, go different ways on the show, particularly in the extended content. For those of us that are remember, just listening on the irregular version, they won't know completely what I'm talking about, but they'll, ha- they'll get enough of an idea when I say, I don't intend to meddle in your life as we are talking through things. But you totally but it did. Absolutely does. And happen. that's fine. That's fine. That's where we are. That's how we grow. And so I guess I've had to come to grips with the reality that yes, there are some times that I have ulterior motives <laughs> in where we may go. And I need to recognize those may be cleaner so that they don't really sneak through. Uh, uh, but, so funny. <laughs> but it is kind of comical that how oftentimes you and I can talk and after we finish an episode, we'll look back and go, that was really kind of about, a, wow, that really overlapped where we were X time, you know, or whenever. Right, right. <laughs> but to me, I take that as we're not all. We're being real. Unalike being in real. this world. Everybody has a lot of the same kind of things they face. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If there's something undone. Uh, that we need to do better, please let us know. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks again for taking a little bit of time out of your week to spend it with us. See you next time.